This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Happy Monday. Do you think it's time for Premier Kathleen Wynne to go? Apparently a majority of us do, at least for the moment. Her approval ratings have hit rock bottom 15%, and that is down 5% in just over a month. Those are just a couple of the findings of a new Main Street Post media poll out today. I want to hear your take, and I want to hear whether you approve of the Premier's performance, whether you trust her. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Right now, let's go to the president and CEO of Main Street Research, Keto Maggie. Hello. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Well, you found some pretty sobering numbers uh, for the Liberals. 58% of Ontarians think Kathleen Wynne should resign. Only 25% of decided voters would vote for the Liberal Party of Ontario, which would leave them in third party status. Did any of that surprise you? I guess a few things, you know, usually when we do the, any polling on, on, on a political party, it's usually a good news, bad news uh, for, for, any, for all the parties. And uh, in this case, for, for Kathleen Wynne and the Ontario Liberals, it's, it's a bad news, worst news uh, um, type of numbers coming out. Obviously, this is the first time we've had them in, in third place among decided and leaning voters. It's the first time we've found the, the progressive conservatives at or near majority level with 43% decided and leaning voters. Um, and the NDP in second at 27%. So that's the, that's the bad news. The worst news is, is Kathleen Wynne's personal approvals, which were pretty low already to begin with. Uh, the last time we did our approval numbers in September, she was at 16%, including 6% strongly approval, uh, approving. Uh, now she's down to 15 with 4% strongly approving compared to more than two-thirds of Ontarians disapproving. Um, you know, that's, that's the worst news. Uh, uh, you know, the even worse news is that people are following the, this latest scandal involving uh, the Sudbury by-election uh, pretty closely. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's, of Ontarians. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, remind people what that is. Just last week, her senior staffer, her campaign chair, uh, Pat Sorbara, was charged uh, for offering an inducement in that election. Uh, she had been the campaign co-chair, and and even though this uh, investigation was underway for a long time, it, it's interesting to a lot of people that they wait until they're charged to step aside. And another operative, uh, Jerry Lougheed, uh, was was also charged. So, uh, and these are charges under the Election Act. They're not criminal charges, but still, they are serious. 
Yeah, correct. And I, I, you know, I think this is a bit of inside baseball. I think these types of elections uh, related charges uh, is not something necessarily that the public follows very closely, whether or not it's going to have any further effect. Uh, hard to say exactly, although it has been making headlines. So that's usually a an indication that it will affect public opinion. Well, you have 42% of people saying they're following it. Correct. And then, but I guess the, the point being that we did this survey just a day after that news was made public. So perhaps by now, usually it takes three to five days for something like this to affect uh, approvals and, and, and vote intention type of numbers. And so I guess the point is, is that it could be worse by now, um, that these numbers could actually continue to get worse uh, before they get any better. And I think, um, you know, any positive news coming out of this government right now, uh, the the recent announcement about uh, guaranteed income pilot program, um, which which should have gotten some more attention, it's all being buried under the you know, the scandals and the cloud of, uh, uh, you know, the Hydro One privatization and a number of other things that people are unhappy with right now in Ontario. Um, there's still 18 months, so too early to really say how this election is going to play out in 2018. Right now, it's not looking good for the premier and the government. Let's talk about uh, the conservative leader, Patrick Brown, for a moment. Um Interesting. So uh, previously, first of all, he had a problem uh, with recognition, and now only 19%, according to your poll, have not heard of him. The other thing was that whole uh, sex education flip-flop that a lot of people uh, thought that was really damaging. Uh, uh, It just happened quite recently, but, but that seems to have made um, you know, not much impression. He's He's got a 51% approval rating. And as you say, according to this poll, uh, the PCs are nearly in majority territory. Uh, would you say that people have not given him a lot of scrutiny? Or is that just the way it is? No, I think I, I think that's pretty, pretty accurate. Uh, going back to the same to the polls that we've done so far this year, in May, uh, Although his approvals were were a net positive, a lot of people still weren't aware, uh, still didn't know who he was. Uh, when we did the last approval numbers in September, his awareness was up and his approval was up. Again, now his uh, people who are not aware of him is down and his total approvals are up. He's actually uh, a majority of people approve of uh, 51%, a narrow majority. Um, you know, uh, Andrea Horvath leads that category. She actually has a 59% approval rating among Ontarians. Um, and now we're finally seeing that reflected in the voter intentions, where the NDP is now in second. Kathleen Wynne, for the 15%, 67% disapproval. I, I, it's too early to tell whether some of these controversies can can continue to uh, can stick to Patrick Brown. I think... The, the controversy in Scarborough Rouge River could rear its ugly head again. Um, we just found out yesterday or the day before that the candidate there has formed a party the, the, uh, based on the sex ed curriculum and that they're going to be running candidates right across the province um, based on this, on this simple fact. Um, yeah, on, a number of other issues, we know that uh, Campaign Life Coalition 
has been promoting candidates. Uh, the candidate uh, that the PCs nominated in Niagara West Glanbrook, a 19-year-old uh, uh, gentleman, um, that, that he was backed by that group. Whether some of those social agenda uh, um, sectors of the Progressive Conservative Party derail Patrick Brown's uh, plans uh, too early to tell. I think, you know, it was good. Uh, thought it was very well handled when when they got rid of a recent candidate uh, for referencing for uh, for a race, racial slur that was made on um, on social media. I, I think you know so far he's scandal free. It, it doesn't mean that there isn't time for uh, for certain factors to uh, that are beyond his control, perhaps to throw him into another controversy like what happened in Scarborough's River. Okay, Quito, uh, hang on there. Uh, let's take a call. We've got Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim. Hello. How are I you? Just wanted to, I mean, I think everybody knows all the big stuff that Wynn has done, but one of the sneaky things she tried to do was uh, increase the, the health care for the retired people uh, by $77 a month from 100 to 77 But that got shot down. Oh, right. That was uh, the deductible for the uh, OD. Yes. Uh, the other thing that bothers me, that if you're an executive of somebody's will. An executor. Get it completed in thirty de- in uh, three months, you pay a $10,000 fine. Really? Yes. This was on uh, Mr. Goldhawk's program. He had the guy on. I'm not sure about that. Want to check that, oh. um, uh, uh, Jim? Uh, do you think it's? Do you, would you like to see her resign? Do you think she should resign? Yeah, I would vote for it in a minute. Uh, vote for her resigning. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, and and what about the party? Um, well, they're all supporting us, so I mean, they're right. She's not doing everything on her own. She's got all the others backing her up and coming up with crazy ideas, and she agrees with them. And I mean, the desecrated harness racing. Uh-huh. It was a big business that she shut down. She took the money that we used to get from the casinos. They wouldn't even lower it or rene- renegotiate it. They just said, no, it's all gone. So Tannis Racing lost 30%, and we've lost a lot of lot of horses and horsemen. Mm-hmm. Got out of it. That's another thing she ruined. I've, I've never heard that as an issue, but that's interesting. That uh, That's one of the things. What about Hydro? Uh, well, I think everybody knows about Hydro. I mean, that is ridiculous. She's, and she's selling off things that don't belong to her. Belongs to the people. Belongs to the province. You can't sell something that's not yours. Well, uh, governments tend to. <laughs> okay, Jim, thanks for your call. Okay, and thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Abdul in Mississauga. Hello, Abdul. Hello. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. So what do you think? Should Kathleen go? Yes, indeed, I, I believe she should go. Why? Why? Well, my main issue here is about the hydro and the the, uh, the problems that we're having with uh, with these higher rates. For instance, uh, I had a, a bill. I, I closed my shop. I have a small business, and I closed my shop for August. I used a total of 13 dollars in electricity charges and i received a bill for 109 dollars now these charges consist of uh the the charges for the units regulatory fees global adjustment fees delivery charges debt retirement fees yeah and you add to that the taxes and so it, it 
you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, we have experienced uh, rates that kept climbing over the last few years. And uh, within the last seven years, rates have doubled. There are a lot of retirees on fixed income, can't afford to pay these higher rates. Um, and many families are suffering. Um, then there's the issue of uh, giving away free power to the U.S. Eastern Seaboard. Why can't we? Uh, why can't we get the benefit of all this uh, surplus energy that is being given away to the United States free? Uh, that, that's uh, apparently uh, we're going to stop doing that. We have a new agreement um, with Quebec. Abdul, I'm going to let you go. There's a lot of noise on your line. Uh, but oh, okay. thank you, thank you for your input. Hydro is is a huge issue for um, a lot of people. Um, uh, Keto, did that come up in your polling? Uh, Sorry, uh, we didn't ask specifically about hydro in this poll, but we have polled it in the past, and 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 yes, it, it's it's something people are concerned about the the, the privatization, current hydro rates. These are these are the pocketbook issues that are driving these numbers. I, I think the government has done some things recently to respond to some of these things, but it's not necessarily being communicated in in the best way or even in the best light. Uh, even the announcement of uh, the most recent announcement on um, uh, on the uh, on the hydro rebate program where it was discovered that $12 million was being spent from that fund to, to pay for consultants and communications and, and websites. Sure, there's always an administrative cost to any program, um, but when this money is to, meant to be targeted at those people that Abdul uh, mentioned, retirees on fixed income, lower income individuals, it's hard to justify uh, $12 million being spent on, on consultants and well, communications you know, that money you, could have been... You know what? With that, I was surprised it didn't get more play. And just as a counterpoint, $12 million spent on on, uh, on advertising and consultants, but it was only uh, 200 and something thousand that actually went to the people. Yeah, I wasn't aware of the exact dollar figure that was uh, that that's in that fund, um, but but there are those programs out there, and I don't think that the government has done a very good job of letting people know that those programs are out there. Even with uh, the twelve million bucks. Yeah, it seems seems hard to believe, but yes, you're correct. Okay, um, we have time for uh, I think probably one more call before we go to break. Let's go to Bob in Etobicoke. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you? Not bad. Should- I'm not impressed with the the, the actions of this government under uh, Wynn. Um, the hydro is one of the things that I've, I don't agree with the spelling of it, but even worse than that, that they gave uh, a fair chunk of it, a significant chunk of it, to native bands, and they're supposed to pay for it out of dividends. So they don't actually lay any money out. Well, I could afford to buy half of Hydro One if I could pay it out of dividends myself. That is not right. If they're selling it because they need the money, then they need the money. But to give it away and have the the buyer supposedly pay it out of dividends, that is totally wrong. And with that and the election things, and, you know, there are other problems that I can see that is not right. 
they're allowing um i'm involved in mining and a lot of mining projects are being held up because the uh native bands uh hold out for nothing else other than extortion money and you got to pay it or you get no work done and that is happening all over the province and that should not be happening and uh, like, were you a liberal voter before um actually no i didn't vote i voted conservative I voted Conservative because I've seen these problems. And the, it's not right what we see going on where the, the uh, a lot of money is spent on highways that is, is maybe not properly spent. Uh, I just wrote, they just paved Highway 407 going from the airport going north to Highway 7. It was just paved three days ago. Well, you drive on it and take a look at it. It feels like you're driving on a farmer's field. And this is new pavement just put down three days ago. And it's not a nice, smooth ride. So I don't know what is going on. Maybe there's no inspections going on with this stuff. I have no idea. I'm just not impressed with what I see in this provincial government. And, uh, you know, what can I do? Like, I definitely would vote to have her kicked out. But in, in a way, if just having her removed... I don't think that would help too much because you, she's not just, it's not just her. It's the Liberal Party and some of the people who control it. Okay. It's just her. Okay. Thank Thanks for your call. Okay, Kijo, uh, we are running out of time. Uh, what would you like to uh, leave us with uh, as the results of your poll? Well, I guess that our recent poll in, in combination with what we found in September where we asked people, would you vote? Uh, um, you know, liberal, how would you vote if Kathleen Wynne was not the leader? And we found that liberals would still receive the support of the majority of Ontarians without Kathleen Wynne as the leader. That's a hypothetical, but it still points to the fact that the brand is strong and that I think the, the, the main issue is with Kathleen Wynne herself and not, not the Ontario Liberal Party. Um, so there is a chance to turn this around. It's just that timeline is fast you know, going very, very quickly with 18 months to the next election, whether or not the Ontario Liberals choose a new leader to take them into that election or not, uh, they're running quickly out of time to do that. Okay. Keto Maggie, thank you so much for that. Thanks again, Libby. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.